Welcome to the Love Never Fails podcast. My name is Jeremy Squires of St. Peter Baptist Ministries Aurora, and I'm glad you decided to join me on this episode. If you ever hear believers talk, and you even may have said to yourself, sometimes we begin to use phrases like, we're struggling with something, we're battling with something um, in this walk with Christ. But I want to encourage you through the scriptures today that in Christ Jesus, the struggle is over. Please enjoy this episode. The struggle is over. Like I said in the intro, many times we as believers feel like we're struggling with our flesh or struggling with something, struggling with a concept in the Word of God. But I want to encourage you today through the scriptures that in Christ Jesus, there is no struggle for us. Understand this, when we're saying that we're struggling, if we're saying that we're battling, we're saying that the work of Christ was not complete in us. But we're going to look at the scripture today to show you that there was complete work done in us, bringing us out of darkness into this new life where there is no struggle, where there is no battle because we're resting in what Christ has done for us. So let's take a look at Colossians chapter 1, starting at verse 9. Now this is when Paul talks about the transferring of us from our old kingdom of darkness into the new kingdom that we now in, in Christ Jesus. Let's take a look at verse 9, Colossians 1. For this cause, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who had delivered us from the powers of darkness and have translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Now, when the Apostle Paul sets this up in verse 13 and 14, he is of the mindset we have to think about in Old Testament times where, where uh, there will be a government upon the people. A king will be upon the people and he would be a wicked king or either a good king. At some point, there will be another king that would take over and he would now translate them and that new kingdom would rule over them. So what Paul is setting up here is that God had through Jesus Christ had delivered us from the darkness and oppressive kingdom of the devil, that kingdom of sin and death, that kingdom that kept us bound in chains, that's changed, that kingdom that kept us repeating the same cycle of sin and wretchedness over and over, day by day, year after year, which needed a constant atonement. But what God has done through Jesus Christ, he has now translated us to a kingdom of peace, a kingdom of love, and a kingdom where there's redemption from my sin sickness and the forgiveness of sins. Now I walk and have an inheritance in Christ Jesus. So if I say that I'm struggling, I am denying that work 
that God has done once and for all through Jesus Christ. This is not something that takes that that, that happens and we got to do it over and over again, but it was a complete work. Let's look at, at Colossians 2, looking at verse 9 and 10. It says, On him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principalities and power. So we don't have to struggle with sin. We don't have to struggle with loving. We don't have to struggle with the principles of God in Christ Jesus because he's the head of all principalities and powers. So sin has no more dominion over me because I'm now in the kingdom of righteousness through Christ Jesus. Now look, God has delivered us from such a great darkness such a great cycle that we should never go back and begin to say that we're struggling. There is no struggle in me. It says Christ in um, Colossians 2 and 15 says, and having spoiled principalities and powers and made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. All right, so he made an open show of them. He triumphed for the world. He beat and spoiled everything that ever come against you. Every habit, every issue of this flesh. He made an open show. He done it in public, letting the world know that sin was defeated. So I therefore dare not walk again in sin. I dare not again say that I'm struggling with sin in my life because God had done a complete work and I got to accept what Christ done. So Colossians 3 and chapter 1 says this, verses 1, 2, 3, it says this. If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of the Father. Set your affection on the things that are above, not things on the earth. For ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. So now he's letting us know that old sin nature, that old way of doing things is dead. And now I'm in Christ. Christ encapsulates me. And so in Christ, there is no struggle with sin. In Christ, there's no struggle with his flesh because he has finished the work. And I got to abide in his righteousness. And it's just on us to believe it. We can't let the enemy lie to us. Our flesh is going to always present opportunities to us. Our flesh is always going to try to speak. Our flesh is always going to try to make us think it's still alive. But in Christ Jesus, we're dead. I submit to you today that if you are struggling in your flesh, you're only struggling because you're, you're, you're refusing to reckon yourself to be dead and deed to sin and alive in the God. Let's look at Romans 6 and what Paul says about continuing in sin. Remember Romans 5, he says, where sin abound, grace abound more. So where sin was, God sent a grace that made us, through Jesus Christ, able to live right and walk holy. But look at the beginning of chapter 6 of Romans. He says this, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into the death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in the newness of life. For we, if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we should also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. 
for he that is dead is free from sin. Listen, you are free from sin. I am free from sin if I am a body in Christ Jesus. And I have to reckon myself, according to Romans, Romans, I have to reckon myself to be dead and deed to sin and alive in God, according to Romans 6 and 11. And Romans 6 and 12 says this, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal bodies that you should be in a bed and lust thereof. 13, neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you not under law, but under grace. Listen, sin don't have any dominion over us as believers. And we're under grace. Now that grace is not an opportunity to sin. That grace is an opportunity to grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That grace is an opportunity to improve in our life and our walk with Christ. Not to, to, to continue in sin. And there is no sin in Christ Jesus. Christ did a finished work. You don't have to struggle. I don't have to struggle. We just got to accept what God has done through Jesus Christ. He said, don't yield your members to unrighteousness, but yield your members to God. If I sin, if I walk in sin, if I commit sins, and or you commit sins, it's because we're yielding now our members to unrighteousness. I've said, I don't care what Christ has done for me. I'm going to do what I want. I don't believe the work is finished, and I'm going to keep practicing something that God has delivered me from. There's a scripture that talks about a dog returning to his vomit. And that's what it is when you return to sin. You return back to your vomit. You return back to the witness. You turn back to, to wallowing in the mud of, of wretchedness that God had delivered us from if we go back in sin. So we got to make this confession today. There is no more struggle with sin. I have no more struggle with sin. I have no more struggle with sin. You got to make that confession. I got to make that confession because I got to understand what God has done for me. Now, let's take another look at it about, uh, that lets us know that there's no struggle with sin. Let's take a look at 1 John chapter 3, and we're going to start at verse 4. Whosoever committed sin transgresses also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. And ye know that ye, that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Whoever abides in him sinneth not. Whoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither known him. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committed sin is of the devil. For the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God do not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin, because he's born of God. And this the children of God are manifested. The children of the devil whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God. So what Paul was saying here, there was a Gnostic, the Gnostics were teaching that no matter what you did in your flesh, it didn't matter because you were already saved. So they were acting like you didn't have to behave any type of way, and you could, could commit sins. But he was saying, if you know the Lord, you don't sin. He's putting it right. He's cutting, he's putting it, making it plain for you. He that committed sin is not of God. And he that does righteousness is of God. He's, 
<laughs> he said his, his receiver made in him and he cannot sin. That means his seed of God of righteousness in you and you do not continually practice sin. You do not continue to practice unrighteousness for God's seed is in you. We have the seed of righteousness in us and we don't have to practice sin anymore. We don't have to hear these lies that the enemy is trying to tell us that we're still battling with something in our flesh, that this thing is a struggle. God Christ defeated it on the cross. He spoiled principalities, made them open show. But you got to make the direct declaration that I have no struggle with sin. I have no struggle with this flesh. I have no struggle with loving. I have no struggle with forgiveness because in Christ Jesus, there is no struggle. Acts 17 and 28 says this, For in him we live and move and have our beings, as certain also of your own poets have said. All right, so he's letting us know that. I am I'm a residence in Christ Jesus. I'm a residence in his finished work. I'm a residence of his righteousness, and I'm going to walk that thing out. I'm not going to believe the lie that I'm only human and I have to sin. Yes, you may sin. And if you sin, you have an advocate with the Father, Christ Jesus. And you can confess your sins and he forgive you. But he is not saying that this should be a practice for us. We should not continue to over and over, stumble over the same thing and keep repeating the same behavior that God has delivered us from. We have been redeemed. We have been saved. Remember what Romans says, 7 said, Paul says, he said, the good I would do, I cannot do, and that I um, don't want to do, that's what I do all the time. He was talking about the struggle. He said, but, oh, wretched man that I am, who can deliver me from this body of death? Then he says, I thank God through Jesus Christ. That he understands his deliverance came through Jesus Christ. And then when he gets into Romans 8, he lets us know, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law and sin of death. So he's there, you know, Christ, in, in the end of verse 7, Christ has freed me from this body of death, delivered me. And now there is no condemnation, because I don't walk after the flesh, but I walk after the spirit. And the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus has freed me from the law and sin of death. So that means that cycle of sin is broken. There is no more sin. There is no struggle in Christ Jesus. Look, today I want you to be encouraged. That no matter what Satan is presenting you, no matter what a lie that the enemy is telling you, no matter what your flesh is trying to make alive in you, if you're in Christ Jesus, there has there is no struggle. You don't have to battle. You don't have to struggle. You just got to surrender to the complete work in Christ. The God's word is true. If you're a believer in Christ, you confess it. You got to believe God's word is true. And he said he had delivered you from the power of darkness. We have Christ as a preeminence over the whole world, over principalities. He is the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He is all in all. And that kingdom cannot fail. That kingdom is not defeated. It is here and is present in your life. So look at yourself in the mirror and you cast on every thought and imagination that presents sin to you because you are not a sinner. You are the seed of God. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus if you've confessed it. If you, if you, if you confess Christ, you're free. Now, if you don't know the Lord and the part of your sins, 
I encourage you to repent and accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you too can be free from sin. But I want to encourage you today, the struggle is over. Say it with me as we leave this podcast. The struggle is over. I have no more struggle with sin. I have no more struggle with this flesh because Christ has done a complete work in me. Thank you for joining me on the Love Never Fails podcast. I pray that what I said today will encourage you to go forth, search the scriptures, surrender to God, and go in victory. May God bless you. If you listen to this podcast today and you don't know the Lord Jesus as your Savior, you can pray this prayer and you will be saved. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I am a sinner, but you died for me. Jesus Christ, come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. Take control of my life from this day forward. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Congratulations and welcome to the family of God. If you pray that prayer today, I would love to hear from you. So reach out to me at loveneverfails.run and let us know that you've made that commitment to Christ. Have a wonderful day.